Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I uh, want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. And find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Some people are asking me about the... Um, the, the, when I did the RB Car Company commercial, when Tiger Woods had his car crash, breaking news, Tiger Woods was in a car crash, in case you didn't know. And and Joe's reaction when I did it, when I merged the two of them. And I'm probably going to have to get that and cut it out as like a little like a promo or something like that. People are, are desperately trying to, I, I say desperate, like it's really an, an important issue. But apparently people want that. They want to hear it again. So I'll do I'll do my best to find it. I don't know if I can, but I'll do my best to find it and share it with all of you. Uh, probably wasn't my most classiest moment, but we knew at the time that Tiger was going to be okay. All right, Elkhart County no longer issuing mask order fines. We talked about this in the three o'clock hour. I won't waste your time by going into great detail with it again. But Elkhart County is no longer issuing fines to people for not wearing masks. The Board of Commissioners voted to remove that ordinance this week. They said that the county has reached a point in the pandemic where it's no longer necessary. And they will, of course, credit. They will credit. Of uh, I just said, of course. again. Sorry, I am hungry and it's clearly affecting me. They, they will credit their push to fine you for compliance with masks, and that is why COVID is going away. That's what they are going to do. I've told you to look out for this for quite some time. It is certainly going to be one of those things that you can expect in the near future. Uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, went into you know why I had opposed it, and that's why we had the mayor of Elkhart on to talk about it. It kind of spun out of control and became something other than what it was intended to be because that's not what it was supposed to be, but that's what ended up happening. Uh, Cuomo does have a sixth accuser, Governor Cuomo. He's got a sixth accuser coming forward, so everybody's focused on that sixth accuser, and they want him removed. Friendly reminder, he killed thousands of people. So while it is, you know, if these women are are being honest and forthright, and I believe, you know, at least the ones that I have looked at, which are like three of them, I tend to believe their stories, but the other three, I don't know, I have enough information on. But again, the pattern of his behavior, we've talked about a lot of that earlier today as well, so I'm not going to go into great detail about it. Uh, just a bit of a rehash in the 5 o'clock hour, some of the things that we did in in, in 3 at 3 o'clock. But uh, Cuomo's got a sixth accuser now. There's still calls for him to be removed. A recall petition, I think, has started officially in New York. The recall petition in California has met the threshold of signatures needed to recall Gavin Newsom. We'll see how that goes forward. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer has sufficiently been able to pay off people from her. Uh, it, look, I say this with zero evidence that she's paid people off or manipulated it somehow that the recall efforts against her have all fizzled and died in spite of more evidence of her impeachability being presented in these previous months. It just doesn't make any sense how it all went down. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, so there's something weird in Michigan. Something stinks in Michigan. And it's beyond just what she's done and how she's behaved and now this latest scandal with her paying 
over $155,000 to her former health director to step down, keep his mouth shut, and to not sue the state of Michigan. None of it makes any sense. There's a whole bunch of weird stuff happening in Michigan. Uh, but there is a recall effort, apparently, that's now underway in New York. Um, the report yesterday was that he was going to sign an order taking away his emergency COVID powers. We'll see. Uh, Cuomo's book has also been canceled. The publisher said that they will not reprint and republish new copies of the book. And their reason for that was actually that they were lying about COVID deaths, not because of the women coming forward. So kudos on his publisher for not publishing the book for the real reasons. Again, they are doing everything they can to steer you away from the reality that he got thousands of people killed. They don't want you to focus on that. This is a misdirection. They want you to focus on these women coming forward and accusing him of harassment, not rape, but harassment. And harassment's bad, don't get me wrong, but let's be honest, on a scale of awful, You've got sexual harassment way down at the bottom, and you've got getting getting innocent elderly people killed way at the top. So harassment's nothing to joke about. Nobody is trying to minimize it, but it's certainly less important than people dying at his hand. Well, not actually his hand, but his orders, okay? He ordered people into the nursing homes against guidance. He did that. People died, and then he lied about it and hid it from everybody. And they did so earlier than we previously thought. Do not let them get away with this misdirection. You can cover both stories. There's nothing wrong with saying that a sixth woman is now accusing uh, Cuomo of sexual harassment. All right, that's that's cool. Um, he also got granny killed, like lots of grannies, like tons of grannies. Forget about grandpas. They're men. They don't count. But the grannies... They died, and that is important that everybody keep that in perspective. Like, for example, the uh, the Fox News break that just ran, right? A sixth woman has come forward and accused Cuomo. Cuomo has issued a statement that said he has done nothing wrong. He has not harassed anybody, yada, yada, yada. Why not tag on the end of that report? Uh, no, no word yet on why he chose to falsify COVID death numbers. Now, we have what his staff has said the reason was, and that is, they were scared that Trump was going to use the actual COVID death rate against them. So they hid it, you know, like any other criminal does. Why did you hide the gun from us? Why did you hide the murder weapon? Well, I was afraid you were going to use it against me. I, You know, I've got a right to not self-incriminate myself, right? <laughs> it's just bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. So his book has been canceled for the right reasons. Okay, The publisher is canceling it because he lied about COVID deaths and he hid those statistics. Um, there's like some legislation that is now showing up in various other states that are, are now preventing the, uh, the inaccurate counting of this. This is already illegal. So I, I don't know what these, I guess they're symbolic. They don't really mean much. These other pieces of legislation um, that are th showing up in various other states and are not hiding, not hide COVID numbers and that sort of thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Sixth accuser and his book got canceled. Uh, the other thing that we have here, Antifa. Uh, let's see. They had a day of national autonomy. What was this? Uh, was this the sixth? Saturday the 6th, the Day of National Autonomy, the headquarters of the Portland Public School System 
was heavily vandalized and multiple school district vehicles were set on fire. Where's that story? Where's the calls of insurrection? Where's the calls for the National Guard? Even from Pelosi. Oh, she's not in Portland. She doesn't care about it. She just needs to prop up this fake regime that we have there. A district food delivery truck was completely scorched in the aftermath. Portland Fire and Rescue Vehicles arrived after 3 a.m. on Saturday, Sunday morning, where they found two cargo vans um, ablaze. The pictures of it are very, um, very telling. They spray painted the the building. They lit a bunch of vehicles on fire. it's, it's, It's Antifa. What more do you expect? Oh, I, I, I know. They're, they're just peacefully protesting. There's nothing violent about vandalizing school buildings, public property. There's nothing violent about destroying government vehicles or anything like that. That's all A-OK. So I just, I'm just, it would be nice if we had you know, a couple little insurrection headlines. That'd be, that'd be great. We'd appreciate that. But, of course, the media is not interested in telling you the truth. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. There's this weird battle between between Trump and the Republican National Committee. And I don't quite know what to make of it. Um, there's some really interesting stuff. So it it's a bizarre relationship. Obviously, there is a battle for like the culture of the party and um, going forward, you know, who's going to control it? And most of the Republican base wants Trump to control it, but the establishment Republicans don't want Trump to have any influence at all. They want to retake control. Um, Trump supporters at one time were threatening to leave the Republican Party. Trump put a kibosh on that. Now Republicans are threatening to leave the Republican Party to divide the vote and beat, you know, Trump or anybody that he would support. He's already made a bunch of endorsements. bunch of people are filing for primaries against establishment Republicans. Liz Cheney has uh, at least one primary uh, opponent already. A bunch of people from the Trump administration are now running for office. So there's some there's some very interesting things happening. It's not quite I wouldn't call it a civil war, but it's certainly a battle for ideology. You know, earlier today we did a story about my my hometown, Las Vegas, Clark County, particularly. And Nevada, the everybody with the Nevada Democratic Party, everybody quit. They all quit. (laughs) It's an amazing story. They quit because the uh, Democratic Socialists of America, a communist group, not Democrats, but aligned with Democrats, they pushed a bunch of candidates and backed them to take over party leadership for the Nevada Democratic Party. And they won. So what ended up happening is all of these socialists and Marxists now control the, I know, more so than before, these socialists and Marxists control the Nevada Democratic Party. And so everybody who was there in leadership quit. And the support staff, like the faculty, not faculty, but like the employees, like, you know, the administrators, they all quit too. They're all leaving. A bunch of vendors are leaving. And they were really smart about this because they figured that they might lose. And they took the $450,000 that they had in the bank account and they turned it over to the Democratic Senatorial Committee. (laughs) So that way the socialists who took over 
the Nevada Democratic Party wouldn't have access to almost half a million dollars. It's it. I have to give them some kudos. They they had the the wherewithal to realize they were going to lose or at least might lose, and they they moved their money so that we didn't fall into the wrong hands. So I'll give them that credit. So these types of things, they're happening all over, right? It's a very interesting story. We talked about it more in the 3 o'clock hour. It'll be in the Daily Show prep today at theburningtruth.us. Um, but then the national, the, the Republican National Committee, they got a request from Trump. Trump basically said, stop using Trump's name and his likeness to fundraise. Now, I had somebody on the live stream earlier today Somebody on the live stream earlier today said that uh, the RNC contacted them about donating. They told them to pound sand. And I was like, well, good for you. Um, now, again, the RNC does some good things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, nobody's all bad. Nobody's all good. That sort of thing. But there's, you know, I, I've told you before, I support you not giving your money someplace where the outcome is uncertain at this point. You don't know exactly how this thing is going to shake out. Uh, I got an email I know I actually saw an email. I got an email yesterday from a listener who said that they met Zach uh, over at the St. Joseph County Republican Party. He's like, they do have a plan. And yes, they do. They absolutely do. The St. Joseph County Republican Party is doing things that, that the state party and the national party should be doing. The St. Joseph County Republican Party is, is completely changing the way that they operate for the better, in my opinion. They've still got a long way to go. But they've got young leadership with different ideas, and they're they're pushing forward with the, with those ideas. So thank you for those emails. I mean, first of all, it's it's positive feedback from people other than me. You know, I see what's going on, but I also know I know Zach. I know a lot of people in the Republican Party, and uh, it's nice having people who are not familiar with them have a positive view of what they're doing. So that's good. Now. Trump had asked that the RNC stop using his name and his likeness and his image to fundraise off of. The RNC said no. <laughs> so the RNC basically said, no, we're going to keep using your name and your image to, to raise money, whether you like it or not. It's very bizarre because the RNC apparently is also having like a fundraising event at Mar-a-Lago here soon. The whole thing is very bizarre. I don't know what exactly is going on with the inter interparty politics here at the national level. It's just some weird stuff. So anyway, this is the story at theburningtruth.us. The Republican National Committee will not comply with a cease and desist order by Donald Trump's lawyers to stop using the former president's name and likeness in fundraising materials. Uh, I say former president in air quotes. Trump's legal team sent a letter on Friday to the RNC demanding the group stop using the, quote, unauthorized use of President Donald J. Trump's name, image, and or likeness in all fundraising, persuasion, and or issue speech, according to Politico. The RNC chief counsel, Rustin Reimer, replied on Monday that the RNC, quote, has every right to refer to public figures as it engages in core First Amendment protected political speech, and it will continue to do so in pursuit of those common goals. That's not a real argument. You don't get to say, when somebody says, stop using my image to fundraise off of, you don't get to go, free speech! You can't do that. <laughs> that is not at all how this works. 
could you imagine if I were starting to send out, what if I sent out like a bunch of uh, famous politicians or even public figures, maybe celebrities, I started using their image. They're all public figures, right? I use their image to fundraise off of. And then that person told me to stop doing it. And I said, free speech. That's not an argument. I would lose all day long in court. The exchange followed Trump's speech last month at the CPAC conference in which he singled out every several congressional Republicans for defeat in next year's elections. So, again, <laughs> there is this thing that's going to happen at Mar-a-Lago with RNC donors for fundraising that Trump is going to speak at. It's very bizarre. Now, what I think is going on is I think that Trump is basically saying, I don't want the RNC to fundraise off of me because the RNC is going to donate to candidates that I'm actively going to oppose. So I don't want you using my image and my name to fundraise for candidates that I want gone and that I am going to fundraise for their opponents and I'm going to try and defeat. So I think that's where Trump is coming from. Meanwhile, the RNC's position is, oh, free speech, we can use anybody's likeness that we want. No, you can't. This whole thing is just, it's bizarre. So if you had any doubt about donating to the RNC, if you're a Trump supporter, this right here should put your mind at ease that you should not be giving them any money at this point in time. They shouldn't. Did I mention that I'm going to be speaking um, to the Republican women's group here um, this week? <laughs> well, I guess next week. Next week? I'm going to be doing it. Yeah, next week. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to be the guest speaker. Hi. I, I'm just I'm just trashing the RNC, so I'll see you ladies next week. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. Uh, it was a pleasure just to be invited <laughs> as they uninvite me. <laughs> uh, so this is, yeah, I, it's just such a weird thing for the RNC to be doing. Um, I understand why they're doing it, but the moment Trump says, stop using my likeness, I mean, now you're setting up a legal situation where they, there might be a court battle of this. Who knows? This is going to be really interesting. Remember, Trump is not just focusing on election integrity now. He's focusing on getting people that he likes elected. He is all in on defeating establishment swamp dwellers. That's what he's doing right now. And the RNC, they just want to protect anybody that has an R next to their name. They don't care. The Democratic Party doesn't care. The RNC doesn't care. They just want anybody with an R next to their name to get reelected. And if they're not already in office and there's a Democrat there, they want to make sure that an R beats the D. That's all it is. They don't care about ideology and all of that stuff generally speaking it's just all about winning 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 and um and trump is not playing that game that's not what he's about he wants the right people to win we've got more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Okay. I ran into, well, for, okay, first of all, let me talk about Georgia. Georgia Senate voted to repeal the no-excuse absentee voting. So Georgia is trying to fix uh, their election issues there. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, I'm not holding out a lot of hope. 
but you know, I, I wish them the best of luck because Georgia is at least trying. So then we ran into I ran into this story. Now this was um, this was National Review. National Review, which by the way went full never Trump woke nonsense. Um, they they attacked a lot of conservatives. They attacked veterans. They did a whole bunch of nonsensical, stupid stuff over the past several years. So uh, I haven't looked a lot at National Review lately. National studies consistently find disparities between black students, especially black boys, and their peers in reading, mathematics, and other core academic subjects. Now, this is true, uh, but I also want to I want to highlight this is this is a statistic that not a lot of people know. The most educated group in the United States are black women. That's something that people don't realize. When you say that, people are perplexed and they think that you're making it up. But as far when we measure education as like college graduates, right? The most educated group per capita in the United States of America are black women. Now, I have several different things that I could throw at you as, you know, sort of a, an illustration of the narrative in this country versus that stat. And I'm not going to do that for you right now, but I just I want you to remember that the most educated group in America are black women, which theoretically, if you believe the narrative, shouldn't be possible, Right. Still, other studies show these disparities follow black males into college. That is, notwithstanding the many root issues of these gaps, black males, on average, are failing to get to the right answer more often than their peers. A new method of teaching threatens to supercharge this reality, which we've, we've talked about. This goes into, this is an article I want you to read, but it goes into the Oregon Department of Education that went out there basically, you know, saying that math is racist, Okay. Um, and this is this is something that is so dangerous. And I've talked about this for many, many, many years, long before it was it was exciting or popular or cool or trendy. There has been a concerted effort by leftists in academia, and it's not just higher education. It is in you know your standard high school level. J school and even sometimes in elementary school, but it emanates from the collegiate level that everything that would cause somebody who starts off with air quote, the wrong colored skin and less than desirable circumstances in poverty, broken household, you know, bad environment, bad neighborhood, that sort of thing, predominantly black boys, right? If you start off in that category in the United States, all of the things that will lift you up out of poverty, lift you up out of the, the drug gang lifestyle, lift you up into success and education and, and that sort of thing. All of the things that would do that predominantly with minority communities, but especially black boys, everything that would accomplish that and bring you and lift you up is labeled as racist by higher academia. Showing up on time, being able to read, proper vernacular, uh, being you know accurate and good in math, science, all of these things are said to be racist. And as a result, black men in particular fall for this trap, whereas black women tend not to. And we're still trying to figure out why that is, but this is a 
again, ignore the recent history of National Review. This is a well-thought-out article on education and the history of how this has happened and why black men and black boys are suffering so so vastly uh, over over overrepresented in, in education, why they are suffering this when others are not. Check this article out. I'll put it in the Daily Show prep, theburningtruth.us. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Missions News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you uh, for tuning in today. And hopefully you will tune in again tomorrow. And, of course, tomorrow morning for Michiana's Morning News. And, of course, the Coffee with Casey segments are up there also. And we are going to be back here tomorrow afternoon. Trovo.live slash Casey, the host. If you click on any of my blog posts on my website, theburningtruth.us, the link to my live stream channel on Trovo is there. So it makes it real easy for anybody. Subscribe to my newsletter, please. It is free. And this is how you get the daily show prep. Okay. Uh, I know that a couple of people don't like that, but you know, this is the modern world that we live in. And this is how I have to build my list and stay in contact with all of you. You've already seen social media mess with me. There may come a time where I say something that, you know, Federated Media doesn't like. That's I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying I've been in that position before. And then you drop off of the face of the earth and nobody knows how to get a hold of you. But if I build my email list and I have my newsletter, then I'm always able to communicate with all of you. It doesn't matter what happens. And then you're also privy to insider information like, hey, where's Casey giving a speech next and that sort of stuff. So definitely subscribe to my newsletter. It is free. Uh, go to theburningtruth.us and you can go and subscribe to the newsletter for free there. And here's Bill O'Reilly. Have a wonderful night.